1: Everyone, relax. This is Topop. I'm Charlie Lawson. I am Will Anderson. How are you, Charlie? I'm good. We're back in the OG pod cave in Sydney. It's true. We are. Yeah, the original podcast. We're not planning. To sync our calendars. <laughs> managing to sync up quite well at the moment. We, we see-
0: are like a group of women who are close friends and our periods <laughs> have got in sync. sync. Our schedules have our also pods. synced up. Yeah. Our calendars have just synced up. Can I tell you I need some advice? Mm. I don't know if you've ever had this problem, but I have looked for solutions online. I need to look a little bit more extensively for some solutions online, but somebody has hacked into my calendar. What? My phone calendar. So I'm getting mm. spam to my phone calendar. And it's like oh, it's some like it's like an you know, just adult nature spam. So I get these diary. I'll see if I've got any today because it, it only happens occasionally. But so basically in my like diary. It will just like pop up. As- so
1: is, is it your email has been hacked? Because I don't think, can they, they
0: can't access your calendar directly because doesn't
1: your email feed to your calendar? That's probably more what's going on, I'd suggest. Is that what has happened? Because like, mate. Well, isn't that what happens when you get sent an appointment, right? So right. you're getting like an appointment in your calendar mm-hmm. and it's like
0: big cocks plus or something like that. <laughs> it's surprisingly enough, it is. So <laughs> at uh, 7.45 this morning uh, in my calendar, I had watching porn, browse <laughs> anonymously and swipe shreds of evidence. <laughs> Then <laughs> – Well, hang on. Sorry, no, that's my note. <laughs> Actually, the email was this one. Uh, then at 1 p.m., I'm going to clear my phone from pro- p- uh, possible malicious attacks. And then uh, at 5 p.m., my my iPhone might not be protected, so click to protect it. And then, um, oh, you know, just a lot of uh, – for the rest of the day, I'm clicking to protect my iPhone. But often what will happen is that it will be just, yeah – literally an appointment that says watching porn. And I'm like, who, who is, who, like, is that a calendar entry that you anyone need to make is ever putting in their phone? Because, of course, when I plug my phone into the car, like all the messages, you know, stuff can come up on the you know display in the car. And occasionally I'm just like, what if I'm in the car and I've got like my phone plugged in to play some music or whatever. And then like 11 Siri. p.m. watching <laughs> porn comes up. Your will, reminder, will the watch other person porn and delete phone. That I'm actually, yeah, this is my day that I have planned. Oh, well, I, I that the- I was going to get up in the morning. I'd scheduled an hour to watch some porn and then I'd scheduled seven hours for the rest of the day to clear my phone of any evidence
1: of that. Well, I would assume most people watching porn is either spontaneous or mm. it's kind of, uh, a, a, yeah, it's a, it's a last minute decision. Suddenly you find yourself with an a cr- urge. A crime of opportunity. a moment, right? suddenly, you know, suddenly you get the house to yourself yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I guess there would be some people who live alone who don't need mm. to wait for an opportunity or who are very meticulous. Like... You know, on our other podcast, we often talked about uh, Collingwood coach Nathan Buckley. He was very fastidious in his planning and he'd make top five lists of everything. Yeah. It seems like he was super
0: organized. Top five porn hub links. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this Friday. <laughs> it's like when you go to the, one of those sites and you click on some category, mature or like, uh, you know, like some sort of incest. That seems to be what most <laughs> porn on the internet is these days. Horrible. So step families. Fam- some, some shit. I don't that- know what's going on with step families at the moment, but they, they seem fuck pretty sus. <laughs> There's some pretty sus stuff going on. I'm not even king shame anyone, but there's some pretty sus stuff going on the internet as far as I can tell. And uh, so, um but you know, they always have like, so he's your kind of top five videos. You know who does those? No. Nathan Buckley. Oh yeah. <laughs> Under his uh, part-time name, Nathan Buckley. <laughs> he blogs. His top five porn preferences. I do think, though, the uh, style
1: uh, of marketing they're using is really brilliant, though, because they are actually demonstrating to you the thing that they say you need help with. You know, they're hacking your phone to say, you don't want your phone to
0: get hacked. Right, they've created the problem yeah. and then they're offering the solution. It's a guy who's come it's up and smashed your car with a sledgehammer yeah. and gone, need a panel beater? Yeah. Well, it is that classic thing of just, yes, like normally an ad will create the problem, then solve the problem. Like, you know, deodorant wasn't a thing that people wore because no one knew that BO was really shit until ad- advertising said, hey, you stink. Now, here's this product we luckily have to sell you to stop you stinking, stinky. And this is the equivalent of that, except that instead of waiting for me to stink, they've come up to me and just like thrown dog shit on me and then go, you stink, By this deodorant. And it's also like,
1: it's smart that it wasn't just like, oh, here's an email, uh, you know, watch porn, blah, 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 blah. Logging it into your calendar is more... Like you are engaging with it differently because we're all used to spam by email, but now it's in your calendar. Like we're doing a podcast
0: about it. Like talk about like hey, great marketing. <laughs> <Eventually>. <laughs> getting, they've got like 10 minutes of free advertising. Well, I've been ignoring it. it. Initially when it first happened, I went in and changed passwords and did, you know, what On your email? It, see, maybe I didn't do it on my email. Maybe that's the actual problem that I have here. I've got to change my email password. I would, that would be my
1: first step. Second step is you can like there are like um uh, spyware, you can clean your computer and stuff. i Yeah, I know there's but...
0: seven links to those <laughs> things in my calendar right now. I'm sure they can What's just the click on one of those. Name? Does,
1: Does it co- have a company name? Does it say like,
0: you know, go to some website or se- something? seems quite varied. I've never i cl- I've never looked okay. investigated further. Because then you can I just want also, it to go away. I've never clicked on it because I'm so wary just Google of going anywhere near links of these kind don't click the link but
1: google the name of the company because there will be some info online because people are always saying is this a scam is this a scam is this a scam scam?" i mean this is clearly a scam but you can find out what the nature of the scam is yeah what is this scam yeah and what can i do about this scam malicious like you know is it gonna i assume it's malicious
0: 100% malicious maybe they just want to not not anyone doing this be more efficient with your We've noticed that your email has been compromised, so we're going to send you two things. Firstly, it's like when you have to discipline your child. You offer them a positive compliment, then you discipline, then you offer them another positive compliment. It's the sandwich the negativity between. Yeah, right. And they say that's the way that you're meant to counter um, bad arguments too. I was actually listening to this fascinating podcast the other day about a thing called the truth sandwich and they say that because That's the problem is... That's a category is, on Pornhub, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, exactly. Top five truth sandwiches. It was Nathan Fuckley's Nathan list of his top five sandwich truth sandwiches. and No, his top five sandwiches, but just the third one was truth. <laughs> bologna, no, bologna, bologna, chicken,
1: and egg truth, and mayonnaise. Egg and
0: mayonnaise. <laughs> Curried egg. Two separate categories. Loves egg sandwiches. Uh, so the truth sandwich is... That because often by repeating the falsehood, even if you then go on to debunk the falsehood. So if you say um, people are saying that Bill Gates is you know, putting vaccines in people to control people, people hear that uh, wrong thing first and it only reinforces that that thing is a thing. Mm-hmm. And then even if you go on to correct the thing, they're still left with you know, that you're led with the the false fact. So they say the best way to counter that stuff is the truth sandwich. You've got to lead with something true first. It has been proved that blah, 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 vaccines, you know, blah, 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 this and don't contain this. Some people are saying, you know, Bill Gates is doing the blah, 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 and then coming back with the truth at the end. So you put the falsehood in the middle if you have to bring it up. The truth sandwich.
1: And so what is the psychological reasoning behind that is that people will be more receptive to your message because you're not just countering your, it's almost a concession, which is like, I understand why you have this thought, but you're going to open with a strong statement, which is, Mm. you know, there's researchers proved that these vaccines Mm. are safe, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Some people think. Right that Bill Gates is behind this, you're a fucking idiot. No, yeah, so
0: I, I think it's actually a bit more... That's a truth that trifle. If you open with... yeah, You don't want to go the truth trifle. That's <laughs> the hard bit of the yeah, end. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, I'm going to start. I'm doing a truth trifle. Yeah, jelly on top. That's what I do. So firstly, I start with some sponge cake. Now, that is the truth, a bit of truth sponge cake at the start. Then I'm going to layer on some fruit of deceit <laughs> yeah some wobbly <laughs> some wobbly facts yeah so no i think the idea is you introduce truth first you set okay. the agenda in the world of truth not set the agenda in the world of like uh, of yeah. the you know the fake news yeah right? that, that makes sense it's lead like- with the news don't lead with Whoa. the fake news if donald trump oh. says blah 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 you've led with that and you've put it on front street whereas if you go this is true. Yeah. Donald Trump has said this thing that is counter to this thing that we've already told you is true. And by the way, we're going to remind you at the end that it's true. It's not an open truth sandwich. It is a closed truth sandwich. So Ramona's wanting to... What, uh, what would you like me to do? Throw your bottle or something? It's over She there. could possibly come on, on my lap. Maybe she wants like to sit on a lap. Do you want to... Right, Ramona... Come, come
1: here. Oops, sorry. Mm. I'll pick you up you. You've had a couple of weeks. That, yeah, that makes sense to me, because if you think about the way stories are structured, like a film, that first act is always establishing the rules of the world, which is, you know, it's, or, or the genre, it's a sci-fi, it's a romantic comedy, it's whatever, the, whatever it is. Then in the second act, you flip everything on its head because you want to take people on a journey, and then you can go back to the kind of like, this is what, and so this is how this, the second act influences the third act. So how, that, this is how this information affects the real world. So it actually makes a lot of sense. I still think it's interesting, though, that in this world that is so divided into sort of, you know, our own bubbles, this tactic is you make a concession. Like, don't dismiss out of hand. Acknowledge that people think like this. And it's reasonable that some people would think like
0: this because of blah, blah, blah. But here's the facts. Right. But you've got to start with the facts first.
1: But that's hard for most people to do because everyone gets angry at everybody. But you don't start by
0: countering their argument. This is what I think that you're trying to avoid. So if I come to you straight away and go, you know, you're an idiot because you believe that Bill Gates is controlling everybody through vaccines, then you immediately get your guard up and you reinforce and you double down on your thing. So if I offer just a like a fact first, then bring up the sort of counter argument. I don't think this is necessarily even to counter people who are already in. I'm not sure this technique is necessarily your foolproof how you can change someone's mind. Yeah, it's not like you're deprogramming. In. This is more that how do you stop spreading those lies while you're countering the lies? Because there has been evidence that if you post something stupid that Pete Evans, not Manu, has said, that it gets out to more people who are suddenly like, oh, hang it's on. It's essentially
1: Snopes, though. That's how Snopes... If you if you look up a, a something on Snopes, mm-hmm. they will open with like, blah, 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 blah. Then they'll go into whatever the conspiracy or the misinformation is and then they'll explain where we're at at the bottom. So it's kind of a very,
0: uh, what's the word? It's Well, I think Snopes are the original Subway when it comes to truth sandwiches. (laughs) They they have been making truth sandwiches for a long time. They maybe didn't call them truth sandwiches and then some... You know, new businesses come into town and going. You know, you know, Snopes. You could just do that yourself when you're arguing with people. You can Snopes them. We call it the truth sandwich. You should have found out the truth about your spokesman. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> I mean you make sandwiches,
1: but the truth was very, very nasty. Yeah, somebody <laughs> had a really, really poisonous truth sandwich. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah so that that is that is interesting to me that um that so and ramona by the way we should point out has a cone on her head yeah if people have listened to the latest um uh, faux fop with uh, justin hamilton they will know that uh, um poor old ramona had a grass seed in her leg and Ugh. it got th- so a tiny little grass seed you know and uh it it got like a a bit of a lump around it, you know, like got infected and it got to the point where it just didn't come out naturally. We tried to get it out naturally, but eventually, you know, she had to get her leg cut open a bit and get a stitch in there and get a little drainage thing. Like it's been a whole thing. So she's been basically in this head cone if we can't look at her or like have it bandaged for the last two weeks. And it, I do feel very, like, it's got to the point now where she just knows. It would suck. That, like, when I come towards her with the cone, like, she just is like... She's, oh, oh all yeah, right, Just loses all hope. She gives up. <sighs> She's like, oh. Like, I don't know if dogs can shrug their shoulders, but she <laughs> kind of, she like sighs. sighs. <laughs> yeah, like, she does that sigh. You come up for, even from behind her. She does that, like, something bad's happened to the main character sigh where their yeah. shoulders <laughs> just slump. Was she like that... Did she fight it at the start? Nah, she's been pretty good with it, actually, okay. to be honest. She just can't get quite through her head that if we take off the bandage and we take off the cone, she's not allowed to. Imagine if someone the wound. put two light plastic
1: cones around your hands yeah. so you couldn't pick anything up or feed yourself or
0: anything like it. you're talking about the script of my uh, hilarious uh, comedy movie, Edward Conehead that was ripped <laughs> off by Hollywood, put scissors on his hands, pretended it was a completely different movie. Well, yeah, but then you did that draft where the cones were actually bong cones. <laughs> well, you know what the other thing was? I also had that TV series, uh, Scissorheads scissor heads that they turned into. <laughs> I mean, two things ripped off by Hollywood. Um, we're both back in Sydney. Yes. So I'm
1: staying back at my old place and, uh, interesting bit of trivia um there are teens in my neighborhood who like to knock over bins there
0: are teens that like to knock them over yes i've always had this suspicion, suspicion. Will, of course you have that there here are here we go this is q <laughs>
1: this is B anon. that there are roaming gangs of unruly teens oh. in my neighborhood with a vendetta against you're bins. A bin truther i've been made fun yeah. of Constantly, the last two years. Yeah, by me mostly. Friday. Predominantly. Night, we're in bed. Yeah. We're settling to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I hear the raucous laughter of a group of young men making their way up the street. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, right? What is amazing to me is that in the twenty-five years since I've been a young man, yeah. not a lot has changed. Like in the way that young men interact, like so I heard them coming up. Incompetently. The full just of hormones and no yelling idea. Yelling out swear words for they have no apparent <laughs> intent or context just yeah. to swear. It's sad how little we evolve. That's the real <laughs> yeah, it's sad really story sad, bellowing. So at one stage, I, these guys, are, they're, they're making a noise. They've come up from the pub, obviously. they are taking a turn around the corner to head down the street to the beach. Mm. So bang, bang, clang, bang, clang. So I actually go to the window and I do a little bit of my Mrs. Mangle. I'm going to just mm-hmm. watch these kids. And I open. The first thing I see is two light boys drunk on the corner sizing each other up having like a mock like kung fu fight like an actual fighter or two no mates? no two, two, two mates. mates pretending yeah. to do kung fu like i choice. mean look i just created the narrative in my head which is one of the guys is actually has done some like mma classes or something right and his mate kind of like wants to do them as well but maybe he's a bit scared but because they're drunk he's plucked up enough courage to kind of size up to his mate and throw a few kind of like Fake kicks to see if maybe he's got it. And so his mate starts busting out, like, actual, like, roundhouses and stuff. But it's all, like, goofy and dumb. So I'm watching this play out, and I see that they're on the opposite corner to my apartment. At the other apartment, this old dude, like, silver-haired old dude comes out in his balcony, and he's watching him as well. And so these, like, four or five kids are, like, you know, play fighting, and there's a group of other kids walking past. And anyway, one of the last kids to pass by the corner grabs the wheelie bin Apropos of nothing, this is what I mean. Nothing's changed. (laughs) Like, and just flings it in the middle of the road, like grabs it and flings it. Everyone cheers and claps. I think another little kid ran out and gave it a couple of kicks for good measure. Whose wheelie bin is this? So, on the opposite side of the street, the neighbors. Like, it's just
0: out. Is it bin night? No. No. Is it, how close to bin night is it? Like, is it still acceptably in the street? Well, this is the thing. Oh, by the way, side note. Yeah. uh, Because it's not worth stopping down for for a decent amount later. You were right you were right, my friend, my green bin did return. You know how last time we were here and I said that the green bin had gone missing and then you were like, wait a couple of days, Mm -hmm. the green bin will magically appear again. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to get a new green bin from the council. Well, then I wasn't here for a while, so I hadn't got a new green bin. Came back. bin else. Just <laughs> bin elves greeting me at the door. Yeah. I can never be anywhere. You have to leave out some food and wine for me.
1: <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, so I posted a photo to my Twitter a couple of weeks ago, which was when I was last down in Sydney. I collected some mail and there was a letter from the council, like okay. a general letter to the neighborhood okay. saying, hey, bins are not to be kept on the street. You've got to keep them on your premises, blah, 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 which is a fucking daring claim where I live because everyone's bins are out on the street right. no I mean it's mainly apartments and shopfronts like there isn't a backyard to put the or front yard to put the bins in um, and it's hilarious because in that letter they say so they go through all the kind of like you know regulation blah 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 says so bins have to be on premises and then the next page is all these like photos of the offending bins oh like, it, it's hilarious. It's like
0: a six-page document. People have been shamed
1: Been shamed and, like, and did
0: you flick through? Because you haven't been there, so none
1: of them are your bins. No, like, yeah, no, definitely. A lot of them are my bins.
0: Oh, okay, you're right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh,
1: so they're, they're right on the money. So, I mean, I, I guess I've got to let the landlord know or something that yeah. you know, he's got to do something about. It. I don't know what they can do. But anyway, so there are bins everywhere. This kid throws the bin in the middle of the road and then most of the crowd clears with the four kind of kung fu fighting kids. Anyway... One of the kids obviously has a change of heart. So as the group's peeling off, he stops, looks back and walks over and grabs the bin from the middle of the road. And I'm like, okay, maybe I've misjudged mm. these young ruffians. Like, it's all a bit of fun. But he knows that you know, it's probably an inconvenience. He's doing At the right day. He's got to go on. Pick Bring up the bin back. Bin. Yeah,
0: there's buses travel along here. Like, Come kids on, guys, on bikes. This, yeah, this yeah. is... I mean, this is quite dangerous. It's all fun and games. Not bra- I don't want to be a spoiled sport. Not brave enough to, to do it in front of his mates because no, he's get no, bag no. mercilessly. You guys move on, but I'm just going to stick <laughs> I'm just going to tie my shoe Oh, guys, my shoelaces are undone. Go on without me, <laughs> and grabs the bin. You're not going to take the bin back, are you, Phil? No. No. Not doing that again. After last time, when you mocked me so mercilessly. Anyway, my shoelace. Oh, my other shoelaces is undone. Keep going. Don't look back. So Phil Run, it's the Slender Man. Anyway. (laughs) So Phil
1: uh, gets the bin. Yeah. And as he's wheeling it back, the old guy's still watching him. Mm. And so he looks up at the old guy and he says, Language warning, What are you looking at, cunt?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What what?
1: And the old guy goes An asshole. (laughs) Oh my god And Phil goes Well maybe you're looking into a mirror (laughs) We're all in this together And the old bloke goes Nah I'm looking at you And then Phil goes all right, <laughs> just cops it on the chin, yeah. puts
0: the villain fair place enough. And walks off. I doff my hat to you, a better man. Uh, I, was- I've been bested in this verbal riposte.
1: <laughs> it was fan, it was fantastic. It actually gave me a bit of nostalgia for all those teens that I've always no. always suspected of being like anti-bin or bin
0: terrorists. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? They're not so different you and I. You know what the thing is though, Charlie, that you didn't realize that old man is actually you from the future <laughs> travel back in time to watch that moment to best that kid. He's taken the information tenant style that you got when you lived through this the first time. I haven't seen Tenet, am I going to get this joke? Uh People Uh, are moving forward and backward in time. That doesn't really spoil anything about Tenet. I think most people would pick that up from the name of the film and the fact that if you've seen the previews, you can see that things are moving forward and backward in time. So characters could be like moving on their original trajectory, but then you have that information if you were moving back in time about how that event unfolded and what was going to happen. When they're they're moving
1: backwards in time, is poop going back into their bums? It's not explored, but possibly. (laughs)
0: Because that's the big
1: concern with travelling backwards. I right? got to be but- honest
0: with you, based on the laws of the universe, possibly, because I think I think well, they have to wear breathing apparatus. Okay, here's what's probably happening. It's not explored in the film, but if people are travelling back in time, they have to wear a, a breathing apparatus, a mask, right? Because uh, your lungs all the poop. <laughs> it's <laughs> because all the poop it. that's coming in. It's just real hard to breathe. <laughs> When poop's flying at you everywhere. And if you're not prepared with your pants down at the time, you've just got poop
1: on you. What uh, are you sending me back to? Uh, December 12th, 1987. No, that's when I had that prawn cocktail. Oh, Hang on, I was in Bali. (laughs) This is terrible.
0: You'll do it, Agent Smith. The world needs you. Um, So they have to wear face masks. So I imagine they've got some sort of poop mask as well that is regulating the fact that You know, because that would be, yes, a problem going backwards in time. So, that could have been older you is what I'm saying. Going back to this moment in life with the information to like, you know, best this child in this argument because you've seen it happen.
1: Well, now that I live in a more kind of suburban area, like much sort of, there's you know, less bin nonsense, Mm. I actually feel not that I'm missing something, but that a part of me like his like i've let go of any kind of mate, this I'm, is this is the big city you're back in the big smoke yeah mate.
0: i think that's what it is local, like, there's noise at it's, night it's, it's local like, teens knocking over bins having yes. good times it's yeah. not marauding teenagers where you live now
1: yeah that's right it's a slower pace but it's actually given me more i've had time to think yeah. about it and i forgive those teens and i guess that's what this what I'm, what I'm trying to say will is that maybe maybe i jumped the gun <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> maybe I overreacted. Maybe I unfairly
0: profiled a group of teens because did I Phil, was right. After Phil was called an asshole yeah. and bested in that argument, um did Phil still return the bin to yeah. where it was? He was in the go. he was in the process of putting it back in the spot. He didn't. Yeah, but he didn't like go. Oh well, fuck this old man. I'm gonna like. You he know. didn't escalate. No, he realized that he had. You know what? The mission is more important. I got to get the bin back. Yeah. I'm not going to go against my principles just because I lashed out at this old guy. It's kind of funny, too, because I was talking to a mate last night
1: about it, and I was saying my biggest fear is getting engaged in any kind of confrontation with teens, not from any physical threat necessarily, but I don't understand what they're talking about. Right. It's hard to know how to. Are you insulting the me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <you're> <laughs> like like... Is that... Are you making fun of me now? Yeah. Is it like. And so this old man was just, because he was well, much yeah. older than me, he was like, nah, fuck it. I'm yeah. at a point where. No slang, no uh, uh,
0: jive-talking Hasn't understood gonna... what people are talking about for years. Yeah. Has had to adapt to a world where he doesn't really understand what people are talking and about. And I guess
1: the, the content of their exchange, it wasn't like all memes and shit. Like if Phil had ripped out a meme or something, he might have like baffled the old
0: man to the point where he couldn't respond. Well, if, well, if he just started like acting out a meme, you mean? Like if he was just like I mean, suddenly, there, got, there could be suddenly a meme. got his – He goes, look, hang on, hang on, old man. I've got to get my girlfriend here. She's going to stand next to me. Now I'm going to get another hot girl to walk in that direction. I'm going to look Look over my my shoulder. shoulder. (laughs) You still with me? So now I'm going
1: to... Well, no. If he'd called him, and it's not the right insult, like a simp, the equivalent of a simp. If he'd called him some teen insult that... I'm only just catching up with what What are you audience. looking at, simp? Yeah. What is like your that. understanding of what a simp is, by the way? Well, I had to look it up because after that great sketch. Yeah. Uh, the Tracys, the contact Tracys. The traces. contact Tracys. I, I, I realized that, you know, the, the big button on that, on that sketch, <laughs> which is making fun of guys who, doesn't, who don't know what a simp is, <laughs> was me. And then I had to look it up. So a simp is someone who is in love with someone who shows no interest in them or devoted to someone who has no interest okay, in them. Okay. So you could have called him a simp.
0: Like, you know, what are you, are you looking in love at, with simp? Me. You're in love with me. Yeah, me. Look yeah, at yeah. me, you know, with my hips that don't hurt returning this bin to where it's meant to be. You simp. I don't think
1: it kind of... I don't know. Does it work like that? I don't know. No, I think it's more on... It's more... All right, here's the thing about memes and shit. So, did you see the trailer for, uh, for Justice
0: League? Didn't I you... hope this episode's going to be called The Thing About Memes and Shit.
1: <laughs> I am feeling... <laughs> The world drifting yeah. away from me, Will. I'm yeah. understanding
0: less. Drifting is optimistic.
1: Oh, uh, rocketing. <laughs> Speeding. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's on a speedboat.
0: James Bond speedboat style.
1: I just, there's just so much I don't yeah. understand about like Everything. internet culture and slang. So the new Justice League trailer came out, the TV version that they're doing. And uh, uh, spoiler alert, Jared Leto makes a cameo as the Joker. Yeah. So I watched the trailer and he opens with this line of, we live in a society and then goes into, you know, blah, 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 blah. And the internet goes fucking crazy because he said, we live in a society. I'm like, what does that mean? And so it's a meme. And so there are these online kind of anarchists to use the Joker as a kind of, you know, like a a symbol to be, they created this meme, which is we live in a society, but here's the thing, Will, and you can look it up now because I have read this page three times. I still don't understand what it means. So my understanding is it comes from like a a line from Seinfeld merged with a meme of the Joker, like using a picture of the Joker. And it's to make a statement about society that is, I don't know. Anyway, I spent like an hour researching this, still did not understand the meme. Like this is just going to keep happening, isn't it? Where even when I have a step-by-step explanation of we live in a society I still don't get what is being
0: made fun of. We should do a web series called What Does This Meme? <laughs> and we're just it's just us like looking at a meme and trying to work out if we can work out what the meme is. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, but That actually is probably not a bad idea.
1: The meming of life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. Um, here we go. What is the We Live in a Society meme and what does it have to do with the Joker? Uh, this is written by Josh Joseph Earp. Uh, who has um, travelled from cowboy times. To <laughs> from his uncle Wyatt's place. To, to, to write for Junkie. Uh, this came out before the trailer. This is from the 1st of August, 2019. But uh, Could he- you call your son Herb, if your surname was Earp? Herb-Earp. Herb-Earp? <laughs> did, you, did you hear Herb-Earp? Herb-Earp. It's loud. Herb-Earp. Uh, it was the author Alan Moore who really created the Joker that we know today. In A Killing Joke, one of the British anarchist's rare forays into Batman lore. So, okay, I guess the Alan Moore thing's important, right? Because his version of the Joker is like, yeah, More Alan Moore's an anarchist. Moore, and yeah. like it, like, so it comes from an ideology. And, okay, this, this this actually kind of is making a little bit of sense so far. Um, the Joker isn't some criminal genius scarred by a run-in with a vat of toxic waste. Instead, he's an ordinary guy. A thoroughly average stand-up comedian. <laughs> I always just feel a little too seemly <laughs> <laughs> Too close to home. A thoroughly average stand-up comedian. I've read reviews of myself that have been pretty similar <laughs> to that. Who goes through a series of thoroughly average tragedies and comes out the other side changed. In Moore's hands, the Joker is no aberration of society. He is its most mundane product. A bland, straight, white face painted male who realises the horrors that the system inflicts comments so far uh, okay so I know I'm with you I'm with you so far that conception of the character is the biggest guiding force for Heath Ledger's Joker a sociopathic card wielding dirty uncle and presumably for the forthcoming iteration of the character played by Joaquin Phoenix in DC's Joker film okay so this is obviously written last year okay but that's yeah. good like I mean that's pretty on, on brand well he wasn't really an- oh, he's an anarchist by the end yeah But certainly the uh, stand-up comedian, the ordinary stand-up comedian part of it and the series of tragedies Tragedies all make sense. But the effect of more storytelling hasn't just been felt in the world of superhero movies. It's also wielded considerable force in a different zone of communal storytelling. This is where I I get lost. Memes. What is the we live in a society and what does it have to do with the Joker? Heathers, Heathers, Ledger's (laughs) conception of the Joker. Heathers, ledge. Uh, dropped just when the internet was transforming from an informational vortex into a hellhole that encompasses every moment of our waking lives. Now, that's a little editorializing there from Joseph, but um, I'm fine with it. As a result, the character becomes something of a rallying cry for the most online denizens of the cyber world. Good writer, Mm. by the way. I'm liking this. A symbol for those who feel different and revel in that difference by finding like-minded allies to share it with. These days, it's common to have an online identity that's distinct from your day-to-day one. But back in uh, 2008, that was only just becoming the case. A lot of people, the thrill of being a regular schmo IRL and a charismatic clown anarchist online was fresh and unusual.
1: Okay. So inspired by Heath Ledger's Joker specifically, right? Exactly.
0: And that time, I guess. Of course, some such denizens were genuinely lost and lonely people who connected to the ethos of Moore and Ledger's Joker because, like him, they felt ignored by society. Mm. but some of those denizens gloated about that difference they didn't feel sad about it being shorn off from society they loved it to them society was ridiculous bloated with sycophants and losers and so they mocked it boasted about how sick and sad and strange it was and implicitly how much better they were than everyone else for realizing that and these knowing uh, edgy memes began to circulate mainstream Twitter core on. In the process, mainstream meme makers began skewering the elitist faux profound tone of the joker jabs creating viral- oh, Okay, so you, yeah, what I got- is that sentence? Uh,
1: Can we break that down? Man. Because
0: this is where I started getting my brain w- was breaking. <sighs> mainstream meme makers began skewering the elite faux profound tone of the joker jabs. Okay. So they were skewering the tone of the... What are the joker
1: jabs? As in the lines from The Dark Knight? Or the, or the memes that had already been
0: created? I guess maybe the, the existing memes. Okay. Creating viral macros. Don't know what that means. Emblazoned with a sentence fragment that mocks such attempts at profundity. We live in our society. Okay. In our, our, our. society, yeah. sorry. Uh So then there's tweets here going, we need a president who recognizes that we live in a society... Uh, the picture of Mark Zuckerberg, everything happened so much because we live in a society. Okay, just pause. So what's going on? So it's a, it's a, it's a, the world is ridiculous and filled with losers and sycophants. All right, here's what I think. I think that oh God. we live in a society was this kind of rallying cry for these sort of people and they were making sort of, you know, this was their way of yeah. mocking. Then this is the next twist on that. This is taking the original meme and then the meme becomes something else, okay. right? Like, so, so suddenly. So a sincere, we live in a society, woo, I'm a fucking anarchist, and they're. This is the next twist, twist on, that. on that. This is the memes. But are they making
1: fun these of it, are or? Well,
0: these are just memes on memes, right? Because, like, a meme will happen the first time. It's the guy looking over the shoulder at that, but then suddenly there's a different take on that meme, or, like, it gets to that next level, right? Can we actually analyze, though, the we live in a society, like. Yeah.
1: Okay, I think it comes on later in the article because I think it's a line from Seinfeld. But that statement, we live in a society, mm. On in the first meme, it was a rallying cry of we're fucking oddballs and the world sucks and, you know, blah, 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 like we're the Joker. In the second iteration, it's like, oh, I'm so profound.
0: I'm such an edgelord. We live in a society. Is that what we're, Ma- where we're at? Maybe. Okay. Like I think at least some of it. I don't think that's all of it, but I think that is some of it, yeah. Okay um some 13 year old right now like, i don't like know rolling his eyes i think the second part's right i don't know if it's that's entirely right about like how they were using it originally okay because uh, i think they were using it a bit more like the joker rather than like you know like the idea that yeah this like society is barely holding on at right. any so time. it's a sarcastic we comedy. pretend that we live in a society but the truth is that you know every society has like a kid bringing back the bin, calling an old guy (laughs) cut. You know what I mean? Like it's still not quite a society that we live in. You know, if you look at it too closely, you can see all the fraying edges of the society. I think maybe they were using it a bit more like that, right? Um, Because that's also Heath Ledger's joker, isn't it? Like he's trying to prove. that he could could blow up the boats, but he's trying to make people blow up the boats. He's trying to make those people on the boats make the decision. Yeah, with one bad day, you could become like me. Yeah, and that's kind of his thing. Like, he could have just put, you know, explosions on both those boats and blown up the boats if he just literally wanted to watch the world burn. But he wants to reveal that society is this pretense and a mask and all these sort of things, Okay, All right. Why is it kicked off again? Um, uh, Okay, well, it's kicked off, okay, around the new movie coming up basically. Uh, then, uh, okay, yeah. Go to knowyourmeme.com
1: and put it in because I think they have a clip, like a YouTube clip from Seinfeld, which is George saying we live in a society. It's a really short clip because I watched it, but I didn't quite understand even the context of what George was talking about, whether he was making that ironic comment
0: or something like that. Okay, so... New visitor. Um, yeah, search the database. We live in a society. Okay, here we go. Um. Oh no, no, it's giving me a lot of entries because obviously there's a lot of. Okay, that's all right. Yeah, right.
1: I'm pretty sure what, the, what I saw was like it's a clip of George Costanza being outraged at something, something going wrong, you know, someone not fulfilling their end of the bargain, or whatever, and him having a tantrum saying, we live in a society. So I think that the intent of the Joker combined with that line from George, which is weird, right? that you take those two influences and mash them together. But isn't that what memes are? (laughs) Well, hang on. Maybe the George was used as a meme later. Maybe someone found the clip of George saying we live in a society after the meme had been created. I don't know. Fuck, man. So this is what I mean. Like I was lost in the weeds for like a couple of hours on this and felt really upset because people loved Jared Leto saying we live in a society in the trailer. And I'm like, what pop culture moment have I missed out on here? Like, have I stopped paying attention and this is what happens? Or has it
0: happened in front of me and I'm just so old I can't see it? I'm on another article now. The, we live in a society meme that you may or may not have seen floating across timelines and comment sections of the web. has such a convoluted history that 30 years from now, we'll probably be seeing the meme dissected in textbooks <laughs> as the pinnacle of 2015 to 2020 internet ethos. Or maybe we'll hear it on a podcast on a podcast in 2021. <laughs> We're, not, We're ahead of our time. Way ahead of our time. In fact, they can probably do research in this podcast for this because there's one podcast where they just read through it and still yeah. couldn't work it out. Um, okay, so this is an example of the internet folding in on itself and it can be difficult for mere mortals to detangle it in order to understand it. Okay, so. Well, that makes me feel better. Yeah. It's, okay, it's connected to the Joker. Or the, okay, yep. Yeah. All right, good. All right. So basically, typically the we live in a society meme is connected to the Joker, either featuring the character himself, so a picture of the Joker with, you know, some sort of play on the we live in a society, or editing other people to look like the Joker. Oh, okay. Right. So, for example, there's one here that says we live in a society and it's a picture of Donald Trump, but he has the green hair, the purple suit, you know, the the red lips and the the smiles up like the Joker. Okay, so that's, a pretty, a, th- that's a pretty That's a clear clear good example, right? Yeah, yeah. Of like, that's an example of um, – and apparently the idea is that you don't get it. Okay, so, so it's got to be a, a baffling and nonsensical. So the yes. fact that I'm confused is exactly the point. So In fact, Charlie, I'll quote this to you. Okay. If you aren't aware of this meme or have just come to accept you probably aren't deep enough into the internet to get it. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's like, I'm going to get a notification in my calendar saying fucking type it. We're, we're monitoring your internet history, pal. If you, Charlie, aren't aware of this meme <laughs> yeah. or have just come to accept you, Charlie, probably aren't deep enough uh, into the internet to get it, don't worry. Watch porn. (laughs) (laughs) And then clean out your computer. Don't worry. That's the entire point of its appeal. Okay. So what you're experiencing is actually... The entire point. The entire point. The meme is filed under the absurdest meme genre. A flavor of memes that from the outside are totally nonsensical unless you have a strong and oddly specific back catalog of internet acuity. So you've got to know a lot about the internet... I'm to understand it already because it's a joke about something that already existed in the internet. It's a joke on a joke. It how, is a yeah. meme sandwich. How uh, a meme obsolete do you feel right now? Like, So where <laughs> does the We Live in a Society meme come from? The earliest trace of its origins can be found on Hong Kong-based meme site 9gag in April 2015. This is in the form of an image macro of the Joker, okay? Oh, so that's what a macro means? Yep. Okay. Accompanied by the caption, when the nice guy loses his patience, the devil shivers. This particular meme struck gold for several reasons. Firstly, the whole nice guy's finished last gamer in cell superiority complex was a long-running joke in the commentary of 9gag. The meme's just pure sardonicism, channeling the do- Joker to symbolize a higher-than-average IQ, then misspelling patience because oh, they misspelled patience in it. Wow. The joke wrote itself. As of a couple of months ago, the meme had garnered upwards of... Uh, yeah, okay, I, don't, I don't really understand how that works, but it's had a lot of engagement. Um, okay. Uh, it, then The Dark Knight in 2008 became a figurehead for the entire incel community. Um, they, they quote a tweet example. Here we live in a society where an educated man marries an uneducated woman. But an educated woman doesn't marry an uneducated man. Yeah, we live in a fucking society. Makes you think. Yeah, it really right? makes you think. Yeah. Its constituents worship the Joker, believing they too embodied the misunderstood, highly intelligent social outcast driven by villainy. To Is the he misunderstood? Of society. It's a good point, actually. Well, he's misunderstood in that like, his motivations are not the motivations that perhaps you know traditional policing or whatever might assign right. to what he's doing and like hard the, to understand the mob maybe and, rather than misunderstood yeah, right in a world where it's impossible to compete the nice guys chase after hot guys and the neck beards are left without girlfriends yet rather than society excluding them. It was they who refused to be part of society. I don't break up with you. You're not breaking up with me. I'm breaking up with you. You're not breaking up with me, society. (laughs) I am breaking up with you, society. We live in a society. Here we go. They're the ultimate outsiders. Yeah. You're not making me celibate. I'm making me Me celibate. celibate. Yeah. Um, All right. Okay. Um, uh, Now... The meme trickled into other online spaces. The line we live in a society originally intended to be an enlightened statement which denounced the many flaws and contradictions of society. Yeah. In ten, in, instead turned into a piece of satire. Okay. So, so, yeah. Users on sites like 4chan, Reddit and shitposting groups on Facebook... Shitposting, do you know what shitposting is? Uh, I mean, I think I can work it out from the title. Yeah, but well, it's yes intentionally like being you know provocative yeah. and like that whole culture that QAnon and all those things have grown out of grew out of 4chan and 8chan and you know, these you know, the kind of community boards with it were all about shitposting and you know, pranking and you know, kind of fuck you, saying fuck you to society. Um, poked fun at the whole woke sentiment of the original meme. <laughs> and cropping most of the accompanying text, they reposted it with succinct catchphrase. Eventually, it even shed its we live in a society quotation and can now just appear as various forms of the original, such as this says a lot about our society. So the Zuckerberg, we live in a society. um, That's like a new example of the the meme. Uh, In this way, if you think about it, the meme represents an echo chamber of ridicule in which two facets of society are continually taking aim at each other. Now, that does not answer your question, did Seinfeld predict the whole we live in a society meme? So luckily, the next segment of this article is called, did Seinfeld (laughs) predict the whole we live in a society meme? (laughs) On May 23rd, 1991, the NBC... uh, So I should actually say, by the way, I'm going to go back to the top... Because uh, I did not give a plug to this article, which has been much more helpful than what I gave a plug to. So uh, this is from uh, a, a website called Happy. And uh, the, the article is entitled The We Live in a Society Meme Explained and is by Janae Madden is the author. It came out on February 16th, 2021. So pretty up to date. This is a, like, Good. Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, basically, this article was written. So all right. Uh okay, so where was Seinfeld. I told Seinfeld? On May twenty-third, nineteen ninety-one. NBC first aired the Chinese restaurant, the eleventh episode of failing a second season of Seinfeld. This is the iconic so this is the episode where they all realized that it was gonna be, you know, the the hit show that it was gonna be. You know, back then. It was like, you've got to watch this show up until the Chinese restaurant. Like, all they're doing is waiting in line at this Chinese restaurant. And it's the whole fucking episode. And it really set that agenda for how Seinfeld was going to... Show about nothing. ...just change television forever. The episode sees three characters, Jerry, Elaine, George, waiting for a table at the Chinese restaurant. That's it. That's the entire plot of the 23-minute episode. The audience watches in real time as the characters simply wait. The episode eventually ends with the characters leaving before getting a table because they no longer want to stand around. Today, it's remembered as one of the greatest and most exemplary episodes, you're right, of the radical revolutionary 90s sitcom. When the second season of Seinfeld aired, it was to predominantly disinterested spectators. Episodes were met with lukewarm audience response, a bewildered network and dwindling ratings. Isn't that amazing to think about? That two seasons in, it was maybe not going to go on. Uh, unlike its contemporaries, I watched Seinfeld this morning. Like I watched wow. a couple of episodes this morning. Unlike its contemporaries, Seinfeld pulled humor out of the most mundane of activities and interactions. Yeah, okay, we all get what Seinfeld <laughs> didn't have to come to this article for to <laughs> yeah, explain. Please the explain. The lead character Seinfeld. is Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld, stand-up comedian. It doesn't make up elaborate conflicts or climaxes. Okay. Instead, it proudly garnered a tagline: "The show about nothing." In the end, Seinfeld went on to air for another six seasons, generate an audience of 76 million and rack up $3 billion in returns. Okay, yep, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Yet outside mainstream popular culture, Seinfeld remains... A prophet to the surrealist memescape of 4chan and Reddit, having predicted the trends of recontextualizing quips and subversion of genre, as well as a distinct departure from elitist forms of media and traditional storytelling. In that way, the show that was on NBC. (laughs) In that way, the show about nothing would go on to set a precedent for everything. It goes without saying that popular culture, okay, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I just want to actually now know why Seinfeld predicted uh, That actually went um okay blah 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 so okay so it basically said you know there was a show about nothing no hugs at the end i've skipped through a lot of paragraphs (laughs) where they were explaining what it was basically (laughs) platforms like tiktok 4chan and reddit thrive off this same exclusive community consciousness and like Seinfeld, it can be difficult to penetrate them from the outside. So having your own language, having your own references, right. people knowing what yada, 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 or like, you know. Why everyone's cheering when what, Kramer comes sliding Right, yeah. that, that becomes all part of that subculture and they have their own sort of language that yep. is, you know, not you, outside that you can't understand. Uh, all right, okay, that's that's quite good. Now they're explaining TikTok, which is a topic for another podcast. <laughs> is he getting paid by the word? What's going on here? <laughs> Um, all right. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah 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 blah. Is there another okay. clip? It can all be right. difficult to deconstruct the surrealist meme genre, much like how it's difficult for an audience to resonate with an episode about waiting and leaving a Chinese restaurant. Both are aware of their irrelevance and they both soak in it. Um, okay. While somewhat disputed, it is thought the phrase we live in a society was chosen due to the aforementioned Chinese restaurant episode of Seinfeld where George channels his own hyper-macho superiority complex to sanctimoniously dismiss the injustices of the episode's payphone politics and ultimately the wrongs of the world seething with clenched fists, he yells, we're living in a society.
1: <laughs> Excuse hey, me, I, I was waiting for Where? I didn't see you. I've been standing here for the last 10 minutes. I won't be long. Um, that's not the point. The point is, I was here first. Well, if you were here first, you'd be holding the phone. (laughs) You know, we're living in a society. We're supposed to act in a civilized way. Does she care? No. Does anyone display the slightest sensitivity over the problems of a fellow individual no no a resounding no hey sorry I took so long oh that's okay really don't worry <laughs> so that makes sense that does make because sense
0: because he is sounding like an incel neckbeard in that moment Right, I mean he kind of is George in a lot of ways like he's a precursor to some of that sort of whiny entitled always thinks he should have a hotter girlfriend yeah. <laughs> whatever <laughs> world view right? never really saw George like that but that makes sense Yeah, uh, we're gonna have to wrap it up yes. um,
1: I have a thing to get to uh, but uh, we've got a website you should check out because we have heaps of podcasts on there and we have lots of great stuff so go to tofop.com uh, you can listen to
0: Willosophy which is Will's show and who's on this week uh, Shelly Ware is on the show this week and uh, I think next week uh, Josh Earl, uh, and he was of course on Two Guys One Cup yep. you did an episode uh, talking to him about North Melbourne his love for North Melbourne but you've been doing a series with a whole bunch of different people who uh you know just why they support the team they support and then you know memories from supporting that team and it's been a really cool series and I highly recommend people check that out and of course the regular season the 2021 season of Two Guys One Cup will be back very soon I yeah, commented to you that it's only 18 days until the footy season starts and we are suddenly like well we still have to do the final episode from last (laughs) season where we wrap up our fan fiction. fiction. And so we'll have to do that get an episode out and then uh, do a season preview for season 2021 which will be coming up very soon. And if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward
1: slash tofot. We've put up a brand new reaction video, our first ever reaction video. Uh, Elias uh, who was kicked by Uh, the biggest horse in all of Norway. Uh, His brothers built a homemade water slide on their farm in Norway and uh, he sent me a video. So it's a reaction video which is going to be
0: hopefully the first of many uh but we want you guys to make some suggestions we want to know stuff. what your reaction to your reaction video is yeah. so that we know you know uh, what we can react to and uh um if you dig it if you dig it share it around make sure that uh you know people get to see it well that's the other thing
1: if you can't support us financially on Tof- on patreon the best way to uh, support the show is to tell people about it and maybe give us a like and a review i know that's your pain in the ass that everyone asks you to, to do that but it does help there
0: is a reason everyone asks you to do it yeah because it helps <laughs> and other people are asking and they're getting ahead of us because we're not asking. So we should ask. Yeah, if you could, uh, if you like the show, review the show. You know, give it a little uh, review on something. And um, doesn't have to be a big deal. But the the way those algorithms work is, the more people are engaging with it, um, you know, tweeting, like sharing it on your social media, all those sort of things really genuinely do help. Yeah. Because uh, again, like you know, just the way computer algorithms work, the more people are engaging th- in things, the the more likely people are to see him. Yeah, so help us out because after all, we live in a society. We bloody live... Oh, see, that's going to be the title of the episode, isn't it? <laughs> we live in a society. Um, uh, Justin on Faux Fop uh, this week. Gareth Reynolds was on last week. Some good episodes of that as well. Um, so uh, check that out. Yeah. And, oh, and I've got some shows. I okay. should, I've should. i forgotten to plug my shows the last couple of times. But yeah. um, uh, Canberra this weekend, so Friday night, I'm doing Will and an call performance of Will Legal in Canberra on Friday night. Saturday night, uh, my improvised stand-up show, What You're Talking About, Will. And if you want to come and see both shows, there is a uh, uh, you know a slightly discounted ticket if you buy a ticket to uh, both those shows. They only... Limited COVID seating. So um, we've added a few more seats because the regulations eased a little bit, but uh, it is limited tick- ticketing. So come along to that. That'd be great. And then March 13th, my final What You're Talking About Will at the Brunswick Picture House, in Northern Rivers, in New South Wales. And then uh, two weeks at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival doing Will Legal, uh, an encore performance at the uh, Playhouse at the Arts Centre. Um, again, limited tickets, limited season because of COVID. So uh, buy a ticket to Will Legal starts uh, April
1: the 6th. Uh, you forgot to promote your shows I've forgotten to promote uh, my other podcast which is Dad Pod which I've been doing with Osher Ginsburg, season 3 there are 3 episodes up now wherever you get your podcast. this week coming up I think is Nick Cody who's uh, ready for baby number 2 Yeah, uh, he's hilarious um, uh, I identified straight away that I was wearing my macho man Randy Savage t-shirt so yes. I don't know if Osh is going to keep it in the episode but there is a bit of WWE banter <laughs> that happens in the of Dad Pod uh, so check it out wherever you get your podcasts I'm Charlie Clawson I'm Allison.